0: Welcome to The B Word, the podcast for women who want to unlock the clarity needed to put your big girl panties on and rock your real estate career like the true boss you are. I'm Joanne Bolt, your host, and together, we'll dive into the things your broker doesn't teach you in order to own your own truth, disown the things getting in your way to finding your place, and stop apologizing for the obstacles you have to overcome along the way got um, Lizzie Phillips here is our guest this morning, and Lizzie's going to be talking with us all about taking the leap of faith from being financially dependent on real estate plus her husband's career into having a family where... All of their financial endeavors are coming from real estate. Super, super scary. I know a lot of agents kind of freak out over the thought that we're commission only. So Lizzie, I'm going to let you kind of take it over, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and then let's get into the specifics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thanks for having me and letting me share our story, our family story a little bit. So my background, I have a degree in psychology.
0: (laughs) Of all things.
1: Funny story, never thought I would use it as much as I am currently in my career. (laughs) Um, And a background, I was doing a lot with marketing before I got into real estate. Um, Like 10 days before Donnie and I, my husband got married we made the decision that I needed to quit my job because it was just absolutely toxic and was not a good place for me to be in anymore. And so Johnny was like, either you quit your job or I'm not going to marry you. So I was like, well, I'm going to quit my job then. (laughs) And I mean, it was just not a good environment. I was miserable. I was like crying all the time. Like it was not good. So right before I was actually quitting my job, our realtor had reached out to us and was like hey are either of you guys looking for a career change because i think you'd be good at real estate and i was like That's fun story i'm quitting my job so maybe this is for me um and i'd always liked houses you know i just thought it was fun we had just finished renovating our house together johnny and i and like got job renovating um and so we were like well this kind of makes sense so let's do it so got licensed pretty quickly joined a team at that point and then um, was on the team for a year. And then Johnny decided to get his real estate license. He was a full-time school teacher at the time. And so he had nights and weekends that he could work it. And so we decided to get him licensed and then he joined the team as well. And we were there for an additional year. And then we made the decision to step out and start our own team, just the two of us. So we, um, started our own team and we said, you know what? It's just going to be the two of us. We have no, and you know, no thoughts of expanding this. We were good. We like it. Just the two of us. We didn't love certain things about being on a team. And so we were like, we don't want to reproduce this. We're good. Let's just rock and roll and sell some houses. Um, And we genuinely never thought we would pull Johnny out of teaching. You know, he had a good pension with the school system. He had been there for almost 10 years and we were like, well, let's just keep him there. He can still do it nights and weekends. And we'll just do this. We've got health insurance covered through the school. You know, we've got some savings through the school, all all different things. And so we were, we were pretty happy. Um, a coach at the time of mine was like, so when are you pulling Johnny out of teaching? We were like, well, I don't know, probably not going to be doing that. And he was like, well, why not? like, let's talk about the numbers. And so when we broke down the numbers and we realized that Johnny had to close an additional nine homes in one year to completely supplement his teaching salary, we were like, okay, now we're talking about something interesting. So the light bulb went off. Yeah. So it was like, wait a minute. He doesn't have to like And unfortunately, teaching just got really, really sucky at this point. It was COVID. It was not a fun year. And so he really lost a lot of what he loved about doing it. And he really grew in his passion for real estate. So we made the decision probably about, I would say it was like seven or eight months prior to him actually quitting that we were going to set ourselves up for this. And part of the piece of that puzzle was that we're really big on investment properties. And so making sure that we had some little bit of steady income, hopefully most months, that if something catastrophic happened and we didn't have a closing in a month, that we would at least be able to pay our mortgages at the bare minimum mortgages and lights will stay on. (laughs) We'll eat ramen for a month if we have to. So we um, acquired one more unit and that put us at the place where we could go ahead and do this. Um, So he made the decision in in May to quit. And thankfully, because teachers are paid like annually, he still got a paycheck until September. So he was like cushioned for a few months while he was building up being full-time into real estate. Um, And now it's just snowballed. So sorry, that was long, but No, I think that's perfect. And it leads to a lot of questions um, that, you know, like we can dive
0: into some of the steps because there are, I mean, there are countless number of agents that I get phone calls from on a weekly basis. Oh, I want to go into real estate full time. I'm going to keep working my part-time job until I can do that. And what I always tell them is, it's the golden handcuffs of the full-time job that keep you from actually being really good at at real estate. Yeah. You're never going to sell as much real estate only part-time and therefore you never really understand the the financial impact of going into it full-time. Yep. What is it that made, like what pieces of it did your coach break down for you to where you truly understood exactly how many homes Johnny needed to sell to replace the almighty monthly paycheck?
1: Yeah. So a lot of it I honestly, I really do think the number one thing that was, you know, keeping us chained to his job was health insurance.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but it is such a big piece of things that at the time we didn't really have any options for health insurance that were affordable, other than what we were we were doing with his salary, um, and so. You know, We had already made the decision prior to, we moved our business from another brokerage to eXp in February, and we had already made the decision he was leaving, but we had no idea what we were doing with health insurance. We were like, I guess we're just going to find something on the market and we're going to probably end up having to make a couple extra transactions every year to pay for it. Thankfully, when we moved to eXp, they offer health insurance through them that you can get. And it was the exact same amount that we were paying out of pocket to pay for our, um, health insurance for the three of us with the school. So we were like, oh my gosh, like this was freaking amazing to begin with. We, we didn't think we would find something that cheap. Um, and so that was amazing. So that was one of the big things, um, that, that really kept us tied to it. Uh, another thing that was, you know, brought up was like, Johnny gets a teaching, got a teaching raise of maybe a thousand dollars a year like mm. maybe $1,000 a year. When you break that down, that ends up being like a couple hundred dollars a year into our pockets after you take out taxes and health insurance and all the different things. And so we were like, okay, we we seriously need to consider this because right. real estate, you are in control of your income. If it sucks, it's your, you're in control of it. If it's amazing, you're in control of it. And so when we really realized like his paycheck could times by 100 if we wanted to, that was a big deal for us is, you know, yes, we may have that pension down the road in 20 years, and he could retire at 52 from teaching. But what if all of that money that was going to his pension could be going to investment properties, could be going to things that are going to make us money enough, you know, passive income by the time he's 52 that like, hey, he wouldn't have to start a second career at 52, like we could fully retire.
0: So it was really more a matter of taking that paycheck from the the school county that they automatically take out for pension, mm-hmm. and learning how to balance a commission check in real estate, and being diligent enough to now Johnny and Lizzie need to make sure we're going to take yep. out three hundred dollars from every commission check and put it toward whatever we're to you know whatever we're going to fund for retirement, and we're going to take out our taxes, and we're going to be diligent enough to take it all out
1: ourselves instead of having the, the school county do it for you, right? Exactly. And that's something that we actually talked about on our podcast we recorded yesterday that'll get released next week a little bit, is you know, two, two of the top things that realtors never do is save for themselves and save for taxes. It's something that's so hard to be disciplined about. But this year we got extremely serious about 30% of every single one of our checks goes towards savings for taxes. 30% of it goes towards our own personal savings. Mm. And when we made that mindset of like, this has to happen with every commission check. So we're going to have to do more units to be able to make up for living expenses. Cost of living has gone up a little bit. Um, over my dead body. Did I think we could ever do that? But when you just get into the habit of like every check, this is just what happens. This is just what happens. And you figure it out. You you, you can hustle and you make up those numbers when you know that, you know, like, again, you're going to be eating ramen for a month.
0: Right. But I mean, it is, it's a discipline Mm -hmm. to move that 30% over into the tax account and to move the retirement funds into the retirement account to where you can only look at the bank account with what you're allowed to spend being the yeah. actual amount you would have had from a
1: paycheck anyway. Yeah, we have no access really to the account that I move money to. Like, it's extremely hard for us to take money away from it. Smart. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have smart. checks to it. I don't have a card to it. Like, I, there's no way I can do, I, I don't even know how to freaking wire transfer from it. So like, it's just <laughs> sitting there. Our thankfully our financial advisor's like, I know, I know what to do. Yeah, like, I'll I, take I the money this. out when I need it. Like, <laughs> And
0: it's there when the taxes come due, and it's there to build the yep. retirement fund, and then you can play with it on how you're going to build all that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. So, what were some of your initial fears when when you and Johnny sat down and you did the the numbers with your coach? Probably, my guess is not both of you raised your hand and said, "Heck yeah, let's do this." One was more excited than the other. What were some of the fears that you guys had to work through as a couple? Into you know, you've got a child, you've got a house and a mortgage. You've been in real estate long enough to know that it is up and down and feast or famine sometimes. So how did Mm -hmm. y'all work through that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there were a ton of fears. And again, we didn't move him for almost three years from teaching to full time in real estate. So there there was a lot of fears. And I do think that it takes a couple of years to really get your business going if you're doing it on a part-time basis, um, mm-hmm. which that's what we were we were having to do. Now, yes, of course it helped that I was full-time and I could grow up our business more when I had time and then he can just jump into where we're, we're going. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fears. I I mean, again, health insurance was a big fear. Not having his pension anymore was a big fear. What if the market does shift and we're in a horrible market? Like that's a bit of a fear, um, a bit, a big fear. (laughs) Um, you know, what if, what if there are a couple of really dry months where something happens and we're just not getting any closing checks, but if, I feel like we've done a pretty good job at putting in some pretty good safeguards in place. Like again, making sure our savings is really, really padded so that we've got a good bit of money in case something really does happen and we aren't able to pay the bills, getting, getting like short-term disability insurance, something like that, that if Mm -hmm. something happened to one of us that we would be covered And we would have that salary still coming in a little bit if something catastrophic happened. Um, Life insurance, again, on top of that same thing. So, you know, a big thing that we've done in our life is really try to minimize the risk that we have. And so when, when you take away a lot of that risk, a lot of the fears do go away. You know, we've got health insurance that's really good. And those spheres, uh, there were all solutions for those spheres. And I mean, again, yeah, we can't control the market. We can't control what our income is going to be, but we do have our rental properties that help supplement our income month to month. And I think, I think that is really big. If, if you are looking to go full-time and you don't have maybe a spouse that can support the family for whatever reason, making sure there is some kind of an income that you could help boost if something happened.
0: All right. So if you were going to give someone advice on roughly how much it would take to have in savings to step out of a full time job and into a full and and into full time real estate, Mm
1: -hmm. what
0: would your rough estimate be on, you know, girl, you need this much in the bank account before you quit whatever job it is?
1: Yeah. So I, I like to say six months. I think that if you are doing it part-time and you've got some transactions going, you've got some in the wing, you know, you could maybe get away with three to six months just so that, you know, you can pay your mortgage, your power bill, your car, whatever, any of your insurance, whatever bills you can't get rid of. Yeah. If you, like if you don't pay them, it turns off or they take your house. Like those are the things that you have to make sure no matter what you can cover for, I would say a bare minimum for three months, but also like, there, there really is a fire that gets lit under you when you have to make this work that Mm -hmm. isn't there when you do have that supplemental income. So, you know, when you do have that, just, if I don't, if I don't make this call and if I don't get a listing, like I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage, like that seriously puts some fire under you. (laughs) You know, and I think people have heard me say this
0: before, but one of my husband, Jeff's, first jobs. He's in sales. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. we were both, I had a full-time job and I was quitting it to go into real estate Mm -hmm. and my husband is in sales. And so he's Mm -hmm. fully commissioned. And he told his boss that I was quitting my full-time job and going into real estate. And he was a little nervous about it. And Jeff's coat or, you know, boss at the time, I will never forget this said, oh, thank God that's what she's doing. And he said kind of the same thing, Lizzie. He told Jeff, he was like, Because if y'all don't have a steady paycheck coming in, then you'll work harder for the sales that we need you to make. Now, he was talking about Jeff's job, not mine, but it is the same concept. When you have that fallback of, I know I'm going to get a paycheck. Mm
1: -hmm. Maybe you
0: don't call that extra 10 people you need every week to do your lead generation. Maybe you choose to go to Target instead. Yeah. Okay. I'm guilty of that one, by the way. Like, (laughs) I know I need to make my calls and I go to Target instead or Starbucks. And when you know that next month's mortgage is going to depend on you closing a deal, Mm -hmm. you're a little bit more apt to get on the phone and do the activities it takes to be successful. And I know that Johnny taught for three years before you moved him full time. But realistically, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it didn't take like y'all didn't decide to move him in full time and three years later finally do it. From, yeah, the time, no. from the time mm-hmm. y'all made the decision, this is what we're going to do to the mm-hmm. time he actually stepped out and did it. What mm-hmm. are the three biggest steps y'all took to prepare for that?
1: I know, Definitely. I know buying another rental was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So having, having that additional income, making sure our savings had some cushion to it, that we were padded. We could, you know, pay not only our mortgages with what our rental income was, but that there was some extra, um, something that i i left out of this story a little bit was that um i had our son on march 13th 2020 country shut down within 24 hours of us having our child welcome we had to the just world them we right we had just bought a brand new house we now had two mortgages because we kept our other house that was supposed to be an airbnb oh from the time i had our son until from friday to monday morning every single booking that we had at our airbnb got canceled And when we moved out of the house, because we were living in the house, we had an Airbnb in the basement, we lived upstairs with a baby, we knew that was not going to be possible. So we moved and we wanted to continue to duplicate the process. So we ended up overnight switching the houses from Airbnb to long term renters, because we didn't know how long that the pandemic was going to last and the shelter in place and all that good stuff. We just didn't know. And so we are like, well, we got to pay this mortgage. So we're finding people to put in this house today. Now, side note, that was actually probably one of the best decisions we ever made because we don't even think about that house anymore other than maybe once every couple of months when they need us to do something stupid. So that was, <laughs> it, it really worked out nicely in the long run. But I mean, talk about terrifying. We thought, oh, for sure, real estate market's going to tank. So there goes my salary. At least we have Johnny teaching, Teaching, I mean, whatever that was for at that time, the first yeah. few months of it. Um, but we had a paycheck. And so, but it was just nuts. I mean, we all have seen what has happened to real estate and that worked in our favor. Um, so we, I mean, we really had to pivot and shift really quickly. Like, okay, what are we doing? So, I mean, th- there are big things that can just suddenly happen that we have no control over. So you do have to be prepared. So yeah, I would say making you know with with us making sure that we had that savings making sure that you know you can get health insurance it's just going to be how much you're going to pay for it so making sure you figure out what what you're going to be doing for health insurance thankfully we did have it figured out a few months before he was leaving and we went ahead and switched over to that just to make sure that it it would work it was yeah so we had that transition period so and it was great You know, I mean, building up our pipeline, making sure Johnny was doing that extra lead generation. You know, we knew again that we would have that cushion of, you know, him getting a paycheck May, June, July, August. I think he even may have gotten one in September. We were like, I'm not going to ask questions about it and they're not taking this (laughs) money back. So, but we knew we would have that padding for a few months while he really lead generated and built up his business. So, I mean, if you're a teacher looking to get into real estate, the time to do it, go full time is quit in May. You still have those months that you're being paid and not working anything. Yeah. So I think that would be the biggest thing is just making sure your pipeline is really full. You're calling people, you're getting out there.
0: So you really can't be a secret agent leading into going full time. Like you cannot just announce to the world, suddenly I went full time and expect deals to close in the first 45 days.
1: And honestly, I want to say that Johnny really like completely stopped, stopped talking about being a teacher probably within the first year of him going into real estate. And people actually thought he had already quit his job before he did because (laughs) yeah, no, seriously, we'd have people like, are you still teaching? He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. They're like, wow, I would not have guessed that because anything he put out on social media was pretty much real estate related, you know, making sure that people know you are in real estate, make sure that everyone you talk to first and foremost, you are a realtor. And if it comes up in topic, you can tell them you're a teacher on the side.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Next question is, what's been your biggest surprise
1: during this that you guys were not expecting? I mean, there's been mostly good surprises, thankfully. Like we never thought that we would have the income that we have today when Johnny first left. Like I, I genuinely didn't think that it would be this fast that we would be where we're at. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that play into it. Like, obviously we started a a team. Obviously I didn't say it yet, but we did start a team. (laughs) The thing we said we would never do, we're good. We started a team and we now have five agents on our team and we absolutely love it. I mean, it makes the biggest difference in the world though when you have the right people on your team. Like we have said no to people because... We just really wanted to protect what we had going on. And we really love everybody on our team. And most of our agents are dual career because it's something that we were able to do. And we moved Johnny to, you know, one career. It's something that we attract people who are who are looking for that. We have one of our agents who she's, she's also a teacher and she's gung-ho to be out by this coming year. And I mean, I, we know she can do it. That's the thing is like, if Johnny can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs>
0: And I know that you have a lot of mentoring sessions with the agents Mm -hmm. on your team. What are some of the things that you work with them on how to move out of part-time and into full-time? Because I know everyone's experience is a little bit different, but there's got to be some patterns to what you're talking to them about.
1: Yeah. So right now we've just been talking through what are our goals for next year, making sure that we've got a clear picture, you know, so like specifically for this one agent who's a teacher, she wants to replace her teaching salary for next year. And so, okay, let's break down those numbers. How many transactions do you need? What is your GCI? What's your net income? What's your take home after taxes going to look like? Um, and and making sure that they know all the numbers inside and out and we're tracking them. So, starting this coming year, we're tracking, you know, our team's number. We set a team goal of 100 transactions for next year. That's awesome. And so, Every single week, we're going to be tracking it. Where are you guys at? Let's check in. Where are we at? You know, we're committing to a lot of those hundred houses, Johnny and I. So, you know, making sure that we're we're on track with our numbers as well. Um, the other really big thing that we've had to do is help our agents figure out when they're going to regenerate. What is everybody's schedule look like? Because it's going to be different for every single one of them. You know, Rosie's on our call right now, and she's a mom, and she's on our team, and so she has a slim window of nap time where she can do all her calls and she's been knocking it out of the park. Like even when her kids are awake, she'll like message for sale by owners, things like that, that you can just do when you have a little bit of time. And I mean, I I consider Rozzy dual career because being a mom is like total dual career, hardest career out there. (laughs) And so I have a nanny because it's not my strong suit but yeah, figuring out what, what that looks like for every single one is going to be different. You know, some people, their jobs until five o'clock, some at six o'clock, some they're just going to have to bust their butts on the weekends to really make up for the weekdays. And yeah, it's not fun. Don't get me wrong. That, that time period of doing both. It's not fun. Johnny was exhausted. I feel like he's more exhausted now though. Side note, but you know he was he was burning the candle at both ends trying to make it happen because you know we saw that bigger vision for our family and what it would do to change the trajectory of our our financial future so yeah definitely making sure that you know we've got them on their schedule and each week tweaking it what didn't work this week for you why was this not a good time for you to regenerate were you just not getting contacts were you tired Do we need to get you a Starbucks before you leave? generate? Like, what do we need to do to tweak it so that it works really well for you? And you're sticking to it, not just putting it on your calendar. I mean, we're all guilty of that. Like, it's so easy to put something on your calendar and then be like, oh, yeah, but I would rather podcast today or I would rather not podcast. today." (laughs) So, yeah. Is there anything you would do
0: different than what you did? Like, if you were to go back 12 months... I know you've had a lot of success. I know things have been mm-hmm. pleasantly surprising, you know, mm-hmm. or surprisingly good,
1: mm-hmm. but is there
0: any one thing that if you were to think about it, yeah, I might tweak this or that, or do this a little bit different.
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me that I, I just made this change and it's going to sound really simple, but it has actually completely transformed my day. I used to go to a workout class at 9. A.M. That was the time that worked because our nanny gets here at eight 30. I could go at nine, be there, come home, shower, get ready for the day. And I wasn't in the office until about 11. Mm, okay. And we only have childcare until three. So I was only getting four uninterrupted hours of work a day, which I got a lot done. Don't get me wrong. Like we, we did do a really, really good job this past year, but um, after we went to eXpCon, that was probably the number one change. We literally sat in the airport in Vegas. Like, what are we going to change? What do we need to change to make sure that this next year is going to be better? What do I need to do as a leader? What do we need to do as leaders for our team that had to change? Um, and so it looked like me getting up at 545 and going to work out. out. And it pains me to say it, but I I, I couldn't rep- I couldn't erase that off my schedule. That was non-negotiable. I needed this for my mental health my physical health. Like I had to have this on the calendar. That's been the best thing I did for myself this year. And so I was up this morning at 545 and I worked out and it's unbelievable how much my productivity has gone up. I'm not more tired because we also set a bedtime. I am almost 30 years old and I have a bedtime and I'm okay with that. So there's like it's just nothing things. wrong with that, by the way. I love it. I'm like, okay, it's a non-30. Yep. I'm in bed. <laughs> I mean, I'm
0: well into my forties and my bedtime is a lot probably earlier than yours, but I do the same thing. I mean, if I, if I allow myself to stay up too late, then I am dragging tomorrow morning and I cannot show up and do the things I need to do to get the work done. Period.
1: Exactly. And like, yeah, there are, there are nights when we're up later, like we're, we're doing different things. We, we give ourselves grace on the weekends. We don't get up and go work out on the weekends, things like that. Um, and then the other tricky factor was like, Johnny and I both wanted to work out, but we have a child who's sleeping, so we can't just leave him here alone. Apparently that's frowned upon. So we have to alternate days. We don't get a full week in what we want, but you just, you got to make it work and you do the best you can. But that was a really big change for me. was like starting my day a lot earlier. And I guys, I am a night owl through and through like I do not like to be up early, but it's, it's been surprisingly easy compared to what I thought. If I can just get out of bed, that's the hardest thing. And why did I decide to do this in winter? Like, can we talk about the worst How dark? It is the darkness, the cold, like, like I will get out of my bed and just like run to put clothes on. like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and for me, it's been a really good place to meet people. You know, it's grown my sphere of influence. So just constantly trying to meet more people and grow that as well.
0: Absolutely. All right. So what is your big why? Why hmm. do you and Johnny decide, um, you know, we're, we're going to set a goal of 100 transactions. We're going to hit this financial metric. Everyone, when we, when we look at what we want to, out of real estate, we've got to have a
1: why behind it what is yours? Mm. Um, we definitely have a couple. I mean, obviously our son is going to be a a big one of those, you know, we, we want to make sure that we can give him what he needs, not everything that he wants. Um, you know, making sure that we're, we're living a comfortable life. Like I, am not afraid to say that. Like I like being comfortable. I like being able to go get my nails done every couple weeks if I want to, like (laughs) that was something when I, um, that my first goals for the first year that I was in real estate, literally I put on there being able to go get my nails done regularly because it wasn't something we could afford at the time. Um, and so, you know, just, um, every year we set goals of like, what's, what's important to our family this year. Um, a big thing that we do as a team that I'm actually going to get to go do this week is that we, um, sponsor this year, we did 10 kids, through the foster care system and our business was able to pay for us to buy Christmas for 10 kids this year. Oh, so like, amazing. that's a huge, that's a huge thing for us. And, and like, we, we don't buy our kid as many toys as we did for one kid that we sponsored. Like, again, he gets what he needs. Like, <laughs> so, but for him to have a good life. Um, another huge one for us is our team. If we set that goal of a hundred, we can't meet that ourselves. That's our team members that are doing these transactions that are changing their family's life. And that's huge for us. Like real estate changed our life and getting to be a part of it, changing somebody else's life is like incredible. You know, I'm like putting Rosy on the spot, but like something that she wanted to be able to do with her real estate career is put her daughter in ballet. Her daughter's in ballet right now. Like it's the little things like that. Like I literally get goosebumps thinking about things like that, just that are such small, minor things that can really change, you know, the trajectory of a family's life, homeownership, having, you know, future passive income, um, just, All those different things. So those are kind of our 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 whys. We have lots of whys. If you're like,
0: (laughs) I love it. I think every everyone's why is different. Everyone's why is super important. It's what gets Mm -hmm. us up in the morning.
1: Yep. Oh, for sure.
0: All right. Any other advice you've got for an agent out there who's looking to move from part time into full time, or just is facing the fear now? You know, we've got a lot of divorce women who suddenly Mm -hmm. are finding that hey, maybe. Maybe we are the sole income provider for our home now, um, you know, mm-hmm. we're widowed ladies out there. So any other advice you've got for the girls out there who have found that the almighty income is only commission.
1: Don't get me wrong. It's scary. You know, I, I think specifically about single women, single moms, divorced moms, like all, all, all the categories, it's hard. I mean when you you don't know that you're going to be getting a paycheck, it's scary and you you can get desperate and you're like I just have to go back to a 9 to 5. Like that's all I can do. I guess I would just challenge and say like what if for 1 month you gave it your all? You were all in on lead generation. You did that 2 hour minimum. You didn't leave your office until you set an appointment every day. I can guarantee you're going to make it happen if you're just that committed it's scary. I mean, we, there are no, there are no guarantees. I get that. But if you commit to at least one month of doing the activities that you're supposed to be doing, that you know, you're supposed to be doing that none of us like to do, because it's not the glamorous selling sunset part of real estate, then that will change your life. I mean, it seriously will. And so that would be my piece of advice. Just buckle down, do it for a full month and When you start setting multiple listing appointments, like, guys, when we calculated our team's goals, you know, that's including their cap, including all their expenses, what they pay to us as a team, some of them to make six figures with the, you know, standard commission check, what it could potentially be, it's like 12 to 14 houses a year. That's one a month. And if you have an even decent conversion rate, that's maybe two to three listing appointments a month. And that's like, if you suck at it, you know, like if you're going on three <laughs> listing appointments and you're taking one out of three, like, you're not doing that good. But like when, when you break down those numbers, you're like, that's like nothing, that's nothing. And, and you realize like that, that is secure income. When, when you lead generate, you're going to be getting secure income. You know,
0: I think that my favorite part about what you have said this entire time is if you really break it down into the numbers. Instead of flying by the seat of your panties in real estate and never really knowing how many closings on average you do or how many appointments you need to take, if you just take the time to break the numbers down, to understand how, Mm -hmm. you know, what it means to you to make this income and how many closings you need to make, not what someone else makes or not what a book tells you to make, but you. Exactly. Because it's when the unknown is what's so scary. Yep. And when you know what you have to
1: do every month to get it done, it makes it not nearly as scary. Yep. It, it really is. I mean, when you set smart goals and they're measurable and you know, the things that you need to be doing every month in order to hit that goal, like it, it's, it's doable. You're not okay. Scared. So we'll, We you will link know.
0: to your podcast, um, in the yes, comments so that out. everyone can go and follow it. Yeah. And Lizzie does hang out very routinely in the private Facebook group. So, Hit her up over the next month. She's our guest speaker for the month of December. She's our our focal point. So, you know, tag her in a comment, tag her in a question, pick her brain all you want. Lizzie is definitely open to mentoring anyone who watches this video or listens to this later, you know, and help them figure out a path for them to go from from part-time to full-time. Yeah. Thank you you for being so (laughs) vulnerable and open and honest with us here today. I I appreciate it.